right, welcome to another week of the Zay Play Podcast. Just another disclaimer, another intro disclaimer. These are thoughts, um, just discourse, just me trying to figure stuff out of my head. Nothing is definite. Um, uh, I may or may not take hard stances. This is all for speculation. I'm not telling you anything about anyone. So, you know, just just take that to heart. And, uh, you know, hopefully y'all had a good week. I had a decent week. Um, I should probably start telling you guys this. Uh, work was okay. Nothing too crazy. Um, just been kind of, you know, emotionally dysregulated, I guess, a little bit. Uh, you know, just, I don't know what you would say, I guess, uh, just stresses of life really getting to me. So I hope y'all are doing okay out there. Hope y'all are weathering the storm. I know it ain't easy. I know it's not fun all the time. I need to get some drops in here, yo. This is this is a play podcast. That that you know something something. But yeah, let's let's hop right into it. Um, let's go start off with sports. You know, Tom Brady. Tom Brady retired. Uh. So yeah. Uh, probably going to go into sports a little bit more later, but that was the big one. The GOAT, the G-O-A-T, I guess, the G-O-A-T football. Uh, I think really, like, he low-key was just tr- might have been trying to get out of his relationship. Found the way out, about to start casting for Fox, millions of dollars. Never really heard his voice. Don't really know if he's funny. Might not be a good fit, but he does have seven rings which is in insane. <laughs> Talk about a winner, but yeah, uh that's about it. Um Super Bowl predictions. I'm going with the Eagles. But I am a Kansas City fan, so I am rooting for my homes. But if we're gonna break it down by who I think's gonna win versus who I want to win, Eagles. KC. Um, in the NBA world, we got Austin Rivers versus Mo Bamba. So that was a wicked fight. Um, Austin Rivers just gets picked out in the NBA. He might want to leave. No joke. Yo, daddy's a beast, um, but no one really likes you, I guess. And then, I mean, the exchanges afterwards, just not classy. Come on, man. Get over it. Um, then we have LeBron James. LeBron James uh, breaking the scoring title coming up. So that's actually really epic. A Kareem can get over his butt hurtness. Um, LeBron, definitely one of the best to ever do it. Now, look, we got to talk about this again. MJ versus LeBron. People are like, well, LeBron, he's just overall stats-wise amazing. And it's like, I hate to say this. I hate, I really do hate to say it. But stats are not everything. Championships are heavier in my mind. Because scoring 50 points doesn't matter if you don't win. Do you know what I mean? Like, you got a lot of championships. You're a beast. Like, and then in this modern era, we might not any see anyone get and 
impressive ring of championships. But when it comes to like the NBA, the best player to ever play in the NBA as a league is Michael Jordan. Like he did his thing on the court every time necessary to win. He, If you want to win a championship, put Michael on your team for the season. Now, I'll say this. LeBron is definitely like when it comes down to like fundamentals, you can't you can't beat him. He's a beast. Now, if we want to talk about the best score like the best offensive player slash score, like if I was just doing a pickup game, I'm picking up Kobe. Do you know what I mean? Like, but if we're drafting an NBA season roster, MJ, MJ every time, man. Um, but you know, the greats are the greats. I mean, they're in a whole different realm. And I mean, MJ gets a lot of flack for not being a people person, but I mean, it is what it is. I, if you want to include that into his legacy, then he's definitely not the greatest, but I mean, people disrespect MJ way too much. Um, but yeah, you know, excited to see LeBron do his thing and, you know, playoffs should be good this season. It should be an interesting go of things. So, yeah, that's probably about it for sports. Um, nothing really else I can think of. But should I mean things are not really heating up yet. We'll we'll see how the Super Bowl goes. I'm looking forward to the halftime performance. Rihanna's not a joke, so uh, they're going to be breaking records for sure. Yo. This Chinese balloon stuff is dumb. Dude, it's probably some scientific balloon that they lost in their own atmosphere that just happened to float over here. There is no way they sent that thing over here to spy on us. You guys got to be kidding me. I don't know what the U.S. deal is that is like, we have to stop China. China is crazy. We must defeat China. Like, bro, get over it. China is trying to survive. They have their own problems, bro. Do you think a country as big as the United States with all of our problems isn't somewhat, like, going to be affected by... Like, the United States is as big as it is with all its problems. China is just as big. Like, (laughs) they have so many problems that we have, too. Like, we just don't hear about it because we're in the United States and they censor their media over there. So, this Chinese balloon crap is absolutely garbage it's actually kind of crazy how the media of each country kind of has to work together to like keep the people stable um but dude i just find it hilarious nobody's gonna be talking about this in a week i don't know why like people are like oh this is this is world war three dun 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 like no bro like let we could shoot it down we could let it keep floating like it does not matter but you know if i'm wrong about this then it's a (laughs) we're War, war it is, I guess. Like, come on, y'all. This, I don't even know how this made the news. I don't even know how this made the news. How do we even know this is from China? Like, this shit is crazy, man. I, I, they must be doing something else to distract from this. Like, there has to be something else. Because this Chinese balloon, like, is garbage. But, dude gotta stop these shootings man that's what i'm really concerned about we've been having mad shootings i don't even be wanting to go outside yo 
just doing my own thing. But, hey, y'all got to stay safe out there. Do not get shot. All right, Mayor of Kingstown is heating up. You better get these people up out of here, but it's too late. Um, so, I mean, it's really the flipping point now. Stuff's about to go downhill in Mayor of Kingstown. And, yeah, um, Hawkeye guy is in trouble. I got to do better with actors' names, but I just do not care, bro. Like, sorry, I'm just watching the show. Picked up some new shows, Shrinking and Poker Face and The Accused. All pretty good. Shrinking is like feel good, funny. Poker Face is mystery. And The Accused is an anthology series. All pretty good. Um, some crazy wicked episodes. I'll probably start talking about those next week. Um, but what else was I watching this week? Mav Kingstown, BMF. There's another one on here. Let me see. Oh, Your Honor. Yeah, Your Honor's getting good, too. Um, I think the judge is going to choose his son, and he's going to end up selling out his best friend. And they're going to end up, or they're going to all three team up to fight the Baxter's dad. Um, but I don't know if I'm necessarily liking the way the season is going. It's getting, it might be a little far-fetched. So, I mean, we'll see, but that's probably what it's going to do for TV. Are You the One is okay right now. Nothing too crazy. Nothing to really talk about as far as drama or like ethical situations. So that's going to do it for TV. All right, yo, Meech and Terry. They got the formula. Now they got to get back. Yo, BMF is lit. The beast. The beast is not a joke, bro. He out here terrorizing homes. <laughs> and then homeboy, uh, the dad, he having him a hell of a time. He he living life. He he learning the ways of the worldly, worldly man, yo. Jeez. But, hey, y'all got to check out BMF. It's getting tight. Just watched, I believe, episode five. So we're halfway through and some good development. You know what I'm saying? But also, I also love just like the whole family dynamic they got going on. It's really like BMF does portray a black family pretty well. But, man, dude, this episode was litty. And uh, that white girl finna snitch, yo. That white girl finna snitch on them. She, they, they they should not have given her them keys, bruh. It's about to be bad. And then the bully thing, like... Uh, I don't know. That's gonna... His son is gonna end up... Be, like, his son and, like, that cop, their relationship is... Is strange. It's definitely gonna be a problem for him. And then also... I think instead of Meech dying, it's going to be Terry. They're going to get Terry. One of them is going to go, bruh. Woo, but BMF is lit. All right. Next topic is love versus respect. Because Lil Dirk put out a little video saying that I peeped it. It's always, it's never love. These dudes don't love you. They only want to love you when you've done something or when you come up and... 
personally, this is how I feel as a guy, right? Most of my guy friends don't really like my personality. I think some of them, you know, they appreciate some aspects about it and they think I'm cool. But if we had to spend like a week together in a house, probably couldn't get it done. Um, And that's okay. Like, it's hard. Love is hard. Love, to me, is also something that can be generated from basically nothing. You don't have to do anything. You can, it's based off of who you are. And that's deep. That's deep. And um, it's hard to find love through lust as well. Like, I think a lot of people get together and it's due to lust or it's due to, like, they do like each other, but they don't love each other, right? And then, like, let's say two people, they, it's really hot at first and they're real good. And as time goes on, things slow down or, like, it gets worse, like, with everyone. I think the only relationships that last through that are the ones that love each other. I think you can have a relationship off respect and lust for a long time. Like, once you're together and you start doing things and you start interacting with each other, that's how you build respect for each other. And respect plus being someone being like very attractive can can that can be a foundation, but it when the person loses the ability to do things or they come upon hard times, it's not if you don't have that love, it's gonna die. It's gonna die. And it's it's hard to love someone and to have them just respect you back. That's not going to build anything. But that's how I feel in a relationship. When it comes to friends, friends that respect you are better than friends that love you. Because friends that love you, sometimes that love can drive them to do either dumb things or it could drive them to do something they think is good for you that isn't good for you. Respect lets you be your own man, lets you do what you want to do. But it means that people are willing to lean on you and you can lean on them based off your actions. Respect is almost like a form of trust. (coughs) But it's hard to not have love. I think it's a human desire. We're supposed to get it from our parents, you know. But as we grow out of that phase or as I like grow out of college, you know, and my parents are getting older, that love that um, someone cares for you, that someone's out there willing to do anything for you, even though you mess up, it 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 diminishes. And I think a lot of guys, when as they get older, they start to seek it and they either get desperate or they don't they can't recognize it. And they fall into drugs and they fall into other things to numb themselves. I think there's a lot of numbing going on. And that's the scariest thing for me to do is is to numb my mind. I want my mind to, to pick up all, all the things. So it's right now I'm trying to wrestle with is love. How often is love? actually work too like if two people come together and they love each other it it can still not work that's what's great two people who come together who respect each other 
is going to last longer than two. If it's we're just going off of like one verse one is going to have two people who respect each other are going to have less problems work together longer than two people who just love each other because love will make you jealous. It will it will sometimes warp your perspective and your mind isn't always able to handle that kind of um, deregulation causes you to do compulsive um, somewhat what would I say compulsive but somewhat um, panicked like so love can cause fear respect doesn't I feel like it's not gen it can't like not generated from fear. Respect is generated from watching people do things and those things might be fearful, but love, the fear you get in love can be irrational. It can be um, surprising. So yeah, respect versus love is a huge, huge, huge topic for me. And just currently in my life right now, I'm trying to figure out you know, is it better to just respect this person and maybe that's going to repair our relationship? Or do I need to sit in love and like that's that's what it is? And it's not an easy decision because it's going to define the rest of potentially partially the rest of my life, right? If I love this person, I might marry him. But I don't know, like the problems we're having now, like I don't, partially, if they don't love me back, it's it's going to generate more. It, and it's going to generate more disdain and it's going to build a wall between us. Because sometimes you might think respect is love. And it's not. And I think she respects me, but I don't necessarily know if she loves me. And it's tough. It's a tough place to be. And I think, you know, maybe I was showing love when I should have just been showing respect. And yeah, I like, I don't know, man. You don't, I don't know, as a guy, it's hard to take steps back. You don't really want to do that, but I might just have to here in this situation. But it was on my mind, and, you know, Lil Dirt commented about it, so I thought I'd give you all my thoughts on that. But I'll probably come back to it later, too. It's just love versus respect is just so, like, it's so hard to tell and what's easy because a lot of the time we think love is shown through action. But I think that just builds respect or like it builds rapport. I don't think that is really love. I think love is a willingness. It is innate. It is it it, it could be developed or it comes through, but it's it's almost somewhat spontaneous. And that's what it is. And I don't know, like there's more dimensions to it. Like it I think it's greater than the sum of its parts. So yeah, I mean it's not it's not clear cut. But there's definitely like some tracks that I think I've laid down onto like the thought path of how we should think about it or like some of the 
like I think I touched on the axioms, but I didn't really define them. I think there's like some social rules here and some some emotional like hu- like it's a human thing, right? So like it's not exactly going to be 100% logical through normal math means, but I think emotionally a lot of it adds up. So I mean, just checking your heart. I mean, I think a lot of guys have a lot more love in their heart than they think and really what it is is that you can't show that love because you lose respect. A lot of the time when guys show love, they lose respect. It's one of the hardest things to do to maintain respect and to be a loving man. <clears throat> because oftentimes love is sacrificial. Oftentimes you have to give up things for for your love and many times when you give things up, you lose power, you and then oftentimes you lose respect or people see you as weak even though giving things up and exposing your weakness when you expose your weakness that can be seen as strength but oftentimes people assume oh this person's giving this away or this person is asking for help uh, that makes them so strong no i don't believe that it is the willingness to know when you need help and the strength to ask for it, even though you know you're revealing a weakness, is what makes you strong. It is the will and determination to eliminate it and to overcome it that makes you strong. I don't believe that it is the act of asking for help in itself that is this the strength. It's the strength to expose the weakness, to know that you're vulnerable. And to respect that vulnerability and respect the pain it can bring you, but be willing to go there because you know it's better on the other side. That's that's strength. To willingly put yourself through an endeavor to better yourself. Um, I don't know. I had to go on that because I think a lot of this stuff is topsy-turvy when it comes to positive and negative. If you're going to draw hard lines, they need to be way more logical and they need to not contradict. I think a lot of sayings about strength do that and you have to pick away. Uh, you know, they say once you come up to 25, you're uh, you're kind of set in your ways. And I can feel that coming up on me. I don't think I'm going to, ch- like, the way I'm orienting myself in thought and the way I'm orienting myself into the world, I think is going to be pretty solidified for the next few years. And part of me is it's scary, but another part of me is like it's necessary. So there's nothing I can do about it. But this this world, like oftentimes with kids, we create like an imaginary world where you can be anything, do anything, want anything until they find out the limits of like what you can contribute to society. And now that I'm coming out of that kid phase, you know, I want to give, I don't really necessarily want to give, but I want to be something. And hopefully a lot of you guys want to be something too. But it's not easy, man. And there's a lot of pitfalls you're going to run into. Just when you go about things, oh, this is a good one piece quote. Do it with gusto. 
Okay. <coughs> sorry. Sorry about the cost, guys. I know that's unprofessional, but we ain't scaling up anytime soon. But do it with gusto. Have it be something you truly strive and want, want to see. Because things don't last forever and you might fail them. So doing it with gusto, with, with je ne sais quoi and effort, you know, the, it's a, the journey is important. And you might not make it to where you want to be. You just might not. It's just how the world is. But if you did it with gusto and you you walked the path uh, and you just made one step, you know what I mean? You might have only made one step. You could always pass the baton. And that's the beautiful thing about humanity is every rung in the ladder is important, not just the ladder. You know, I want to be the ladder, but sometimes you're just a rung, bro. And I don't know if that's a healthy mindset or a bad one, but I'm going to go just full force, you know, take my path um, and try to try to just win. Because <clears throat> I, I feel that pressure, too, man. Like if you don't win, if you don't earn some form of respect, it's hard to live in this world, man. Um. I can only speak to my perspective as a guy, but there have been times, you know, when no one saw my value, no one, no one leaned on my personality and it's not easy, like learning to love your own mind and learning to love who you are out of force, out of needing love and only seeing yourself as someone who understands you or can um, or feel safe in a sense. Do you know what I mean? Like you can go to and it was important for me to to go through this because I think every person has to eventually learn to love themselves. But to, to do it alone, to do it without other love, I think is a tough thing to do. I mean, I had love like my parents gave me kind of a good solid foundation to a sense, but it doesn't, (sighs) it's a hard thought. You know, I'm really rambling and I probably shouldn't go on, but I encourage everyone to really think if I was by myself, if all my friends left me, if I had to go move to a completely different city and start over. Would I love myself enough to be able to overcome the, the, the deprivation of being lonely? And I'm not just saying like that you hate people, but you genuinely love yourself. You love to, you might not like to be alone, but when you are alone and you are sit with your mind and you take the time to think and you look back at your life, and you look at back at the things you've done, you could sit there and be like, you know what? That's me. And I like I rock with that. Like it's not easy. It's not easy. And oftentimes, like, 
I'll even say this, like this has been revealed to me too. When you have not encountered the situation, when you think about it, thinking about it is like preparation, but it's not execution. To execute in scenarios of unpredicted sometimes and <clears throat> unpredictable outcomes to, to, to act proper in high risk situations. It is a skill. And it is not always innate in all of us. And even I, like you often are, you know, inflate the skill thinking that you can actually do something, but you can't. Like oftentimes you can't until you enter the situation. So just take that little nugget with you. This is a little rant, um, but I felt inspired and, you know, I'm not a very positive person, but I do think I have a somewhat positive philosophy when it comes to life. And so hopefully, you know, maybe this struck a chord with you. Maybe it didn't. But you guys, you know, think, just think, you know, I'm I'm not always right. I really am. And I could be looking at things the completely wrong way. And then two years, my, my whole viewpoint might change, but right now that's, that's where I'm at. And hopefully you guys can kind of ascertain my, my state of mind from this little rant. You know, I, I talk about a lot there, but just don't give in to the pressure. Life is going to exert pressure and you got to fight through that. It's, a, it's adversity and respect and love are both needed but they're needed at different times to get through different things. And that'll be the last thing I put on it. All right. Uh, another thing I want to talk about um, is this is kind of a, uh, not a near and dear topic, but just something that's been kind of close to my heart for a while because it has to do with, you know, growing up and, and, a lot of all that, but I mean, I, I was recently thinking if I was to have a son, how, what, what would I do to instill in them the right things? Like how would I push him to have his legacy? And if I'm being honest, uh, dude, I would love my son to rap. That would be so sick. Like, uh, most of you probably don't know, but Corey guns and, uh, is the son of, I believe, Peter Guns. Uh, they're both rappers, but his son uh, is featured on Six Foot, Seven Foot with Lil Wayne. Um, he's the guy that goes um, with the llama bar. Uh, I mean, it escapes me right now, but I mean, that's the kind of like his relationship with his dad is kind of the way I want my son to look at me. I want my son to be a better version of me, but I also want to be super close. Do you know what I mean? And also, I also, like, you know, it obviously brings up if what if I had a daughter, you know what I mean, as well. And I would want my daughter to be super close to me as well, but, and I probably want her to rap. I'm not going to lie. Like, if I had a daughter and, I mean, she was a daddy's girl, I mean, hopefully she would want to rap and, like, follow my path. I, I wouldn't mind leading her down that path. But uh, I feel like if I, like, with a son, 
well, I might have more than one kid, but uh, I don't know. I just, I would raise my son way differently than my dad raised me. And hopefully that doesn't turn out strange, but I mean, is it egotistical to want a mini me? Is it egotistical to hope that he grows up and accepts my worldview? You know, kids are weird because, I mean, we as parents are, you are ultimately responsible for how they turn out in, in a lot of ways and how I'm going to curate that and, and protect like my children from like outside influences or or to set a framework to where they can experience things but have a reference point is, is going to be difficult for me. Um, and it's something that, you know, I don't really have to think about right now. I'm, I'm a youngin, but if, you know, things change. And also I find like our, a lot of people are like, well, people aren't dating and this generation is just, you know, messing around and it's the dating pool is hard. And I'm not going to lie. I think a lot of people are just like those are like the the people who are off like where i come from most of my homies like they're not bad looking and they weren't doing anything wrong but most of them are settled down like they not out here doing nothing crazy nothing wild but maybe that's the trap is like people get married early and then they end up not liking each other and then they leave each other and it was never really supposed to be and it's just us being folly with our youth but i don't know maybe our generation's just different like things aren't as high stakes money doesn't matter as much but i mean in 30 i mean i'll know in 30 years like not even 30 in like when i'm 30 or like five to ten years whether um my parents were right or if the new generation was you know like if it was just fear-mongering or if the new generation is right in that like we're really progressing and making progress but i mean it's just it's brutal it's it's not it's not easy being young you have no margin like your margin like the margin of error is so small if you want for like the things you want to achieve like the margin of error to like be okay in life isn't that small but the margin of error to be successful is tiny so yeah these are just things on my mind and i might not even have kids depending on the state of the world it's just such a such a crazy thing but yeah i mean i just wanted to touch on that little topic it was it was on my mind so i've been doing a lot of ranting this episode and yeah you guys are just just gonna have to deal with that all right i'm gonna have to touch on this topic even though it is a very strange topic i don't semantics wise i do not like this topic and i think like there's not enough words to really describe all that, to accurately describe this kind of phenomenon, and it would be non-romantic love. So this would be like, now I'm not talking about family. Family love, I think, is also different from romantic love, which is also different from love that you have for a friend. Now, I, if I'm being honest, friendship should it, it 
is the word for this kind of love. Like friendship should be strong enough to define what this is. Like a friend should like encompass this. You know what I mean? And non-romantic love is interesting because it, uh, it often turns into duty to, is what it seems to me like. It's hard to, okay, so like in romantic love, stuff is like intensified. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people say that like they see colors brighter or food tastes better. Non-romantic love doesn't necessarily do that for you, but it does give you this sense of like there is something to do or like there are people out there that you know there's contact it non-romantic love like between friends it can really it's kind of like a good base do you know what i mean like there's someone there you got someone to reach out to it's a very foundational um maybe that's just me do you know what I mean? But it, the reason why it is so foundational is because it's supposed to be reliable. If it's not reliable, it, it almost doesn't matter. Do you know what I mean? Um, well, I guess that's not, it's not true. It's more of a sentiment. It's not necessarily reliable. It's more of a sentiment. It's not, I guess you would say, um, transcendent. I'm just, I don't know. I'm not a... I mean, I'm a fan of it, but I don't think you need much of it in your life. I think if you have romantic love, non-romantic love seems so just like mediocre. But oh, maybe that's just me. Maybe I'm just not a very loving person. I don't know. but Or maybe I just don't feel it as much. It could just be that too. Um, or like I'm just... Like, my scale is off. Maybe I weigh romantic love way more. But that's just how it feels to me and how I've kind of thought about it. But it is what it is. Music of the week this week is one of my favorites. Um, RJ Payne. Um, just solid rapper, soul spitter. Uh, I mean, just emphatic, like, great workout music. Just this overall solid guy. I'm going to add him to the playlist. Some of my favorites. Um, real poet. And just like really embodies like that hard hip hop um, feel. Not really for everyone. Definitely not. But if you like rap and you like that classic, just like guttural, like like you really talking your shit feeling, RJ Payne is the guy to go to. So really there hasn't been too much good new music it is just january it's like the first quarter but we'll see as more comes out definitely want to do some album reviews on here might do some old album reviews eventually uh just letting you guys know what's up what i'm doing and uh giving you my thoughts on things